0: Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great to see you, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Let me ask a question. Everybody see me okay? Yeah? yeah? Up high enough? All right. Hey, it's good to be here. As Pastor has told you, my name is Jim McWright. Uh I've come from Iowa. I'm originally born in Texas, where I met my friend Joe. We've been friends for 58 uh, ish years. So we met. A long time ago. And we remain friends. So it's good to see you all. It's good to be back. The last time I was here was right at the beginning of COVID. It was uh, 2020. And we just completed putting up the steel for this building. Uh, they poured the foundation, which Pastor referenced just a few minutes ago. And uh, it's just remarkable, remarkable to see what God has done. Amen. Amen. 2018, my first time here, I came with my friend Joe. We were doing the event center. And it was at that time when I first met Pastor uh, Tim, Bambi, and Zion that I fell in love with them and with you. With the church, what God is doing here, and to see how God has grown this ministry to this, to God's glory. Not mine, not pastor's, he has told you, to God's glory. But this facility can be used for things like the night to shine, to bless others, as an outreach to the community for people to come in, to find community, and to find the love of Christ. So with that, let me just tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I am married for 36 years, and uh, we have, uh, my wife and I, Linda, we have two adult children both girls elizabeth and lauren uh, lauren has uh, married within the past well since i've been here last and we are expecting our first grandchild uh, at the end of march maybe the first of april but certainly thank you but i certainly hope it's after i leave here so i'll be returned home um With that background, I just want to mention a few things. I know that you've been in a series Tim has brought for the past four weeks, I believe. And it talks about building a stronger family. Now, the fact that you can strengthen a family should be of much encouragement to you. If you have a family, if you're married with children, great, you can work on that marriage. But it also applies well beyond that because at one point in your life, You were a child in a role in a family. So your mother and father, if they're still with you, if you still have activities with your siblings, you can strengthen that relationship as well beyond just a family of traditional man, woman, and children. So I'd encourage you that these things that Pastor Tim has mentioned, they apply not only to... The immediate family that you have, but also your extended family, your father, your mother, your siblings, your aunts, uncles, things that, that have happened in the past, things that you have, uh, family you have had in the past with them. So reach out to them, set a godly example, and just let me add a few words to what, uh, to what the Lord has laid on my heart and the Lord has allowed them to bring to you for the past. So I mentioned strengthening. The fact that you can strengthen something means it can get better. It can improve. You can work on a lot of different things. You can strengthen yourself physically. I do occasionally. Those of you who've met Todd, Todd, you mind standing up just a second? (laughs) My my friend Todd, he, thank you. he, He strengthens himself more than I do. Physically. But I will just tell you, he works at it. It's not a casual. It's intentional. You can do the same thing with your marriage and with your family. You can work at it no matter where you are now. It has to be intentional. It has to be deliberate. But you can do it by focusing on what's most important, your walk with Christ and your relationship with the Lord and your fami- family, familiality. Um, that's about all I know for <laughs> <So>, um, <clears> this. <throat> so, you can, I can relate that to um, having a strong marriage and strengthening it is much like the building we're setting in. To orchestrate all of this, we needed, of course, a plan. We needed a vision which the Lord laid on Pastor's heart. I have to tell you, I just remember the the day we stood, Joe and I and Pastor and many of you, we stood out just right in front of where this building is on a pile of dirt and weeds and put shovels in the ground and said, Lord, we see your vision here for this church. And it is a great privilege to stand here And see what God has done. Amen. Amen. You can do the same thing in your marriage. You can look back and say, I remember the day that I decided my marriage, I was going to strengthen my marriage, my family, my relationship with my spouse, my relationship with my children. I remember that day. I don't look back on the past of what have happened, what have done. I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. And Christ makes us that. And we have an opportunity to invest that first in our immediate family and then in our family here in Christ. And beyond that, in what is out there in the world. So to do that and to do this building, we needed quality materials. We needed a good plan. We needed accuracy of assembly. We needed diligence of people to do the job that they were assigned, and to make sure that what we constructed would last. You can do the same thing with your marriage. And you know what? It all comes from the Bible. It all comes from the Bible. It's like the Bible, I mean, the Bible, you don't have to look any further than the Word of God. Scripture has a lot to say about marriage, husbands, wives, children, and family. And it shouldn't surprise you because it's his idea, right? It was his idea. I remember Pastor Tim in the message just a few weeks ago. He talked about God made man and then made woman. They were one, separated by sin. Christ gives them the opportunity to come together again. And we have that opportunity in our families to be united as one. But so many times we get sidetracked, we don't allow the quality materials into our lives, if you will. We don't have a good plan. We don't execute what we know to do. We don't continue. We don't persevere because a little hiccup comes. We get offended, and we are disrupted in our relationship in the family, whether you're with your spouse or with your children or with your mom and dad or with their siblings, uh, brothers and sisters. So, if we can look to the Bible and see the verses that I'm going to point out in a few minutes about how as children, parents, wives, and husbands, we can strengthen and build our marriage to the point that it is strong and it can withstand, why do we not do that? It seems easy, right? It's right there. I'll tell you, the same reason that Todd and I look different. It's easy not to do. It's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy to say, "Uh, I'd like to look like that, but I don't want to put in the effort. I'd like to have a strong marriage. I'd like to have a good relationship with my children. But you know what? I think it's more important or I feel better doing what I want to do And that relates back a long ways with Adam and Eve when they decided, God, I appreciate what you have to say, but I feel better doing what I want to do. And that, friends, is not the best for you. You won't build a building like this. You won't build a family like many of you enjoy. You won't build a biblical-based family by pursuing what you want to do in the temporal without focusing on the eternal so start there start there people say that I've got you know scripture reference I don't know how I don't know my I didn't have a good father good mother whatever don't be a victim you have instruction people want to know who well, God what do I do in my life have you read the book I mean he wrote that stuff down right it's a good thing so the good place to start so it's just like when you build a good, uh, a, a well-constructed building. The quality of the material, they matter. The integrity and strength, it matters. The foundation, it matters. The covering matters. When the rain and wind come, will your family stand? Because I believe we're going to be given an opportunity to give an accounting for what we did with what the Lord gave us individually and as our family. So, with the blame, shame, and fame that Tim has talked about, it's my privilege to offer you just a few more thoughts on building a strong family and building a strong marriage and your relationships. So, we're going to talk about individual responsibilities. When we built this building, each of us had individual responsibilities. We each had separate things to do. But if one person stopped doing what they were supposed to do, we would not have this structure. Same thing with your marriage. You are not responsible for your spouse or your children, at least with respect to what God has told or asked of them. But you are responsible for what you have been told to do. You cannot come to the Lord and say, I don't understand what's wrong and not have to look at yourself first. So children, I see a lot of you. Some of you weren't here last time I was here, <laughs> but, but children, it's easy. Bible has a couple of basic commands, not a long list because children have a short attention span, right? It's, it's, it's biblical. So, children, Exodus twenty twelve: Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long. You know that's the the first example in the Bible where there's a promise tied to your performance. Honor your father and mother, your days will be long. You don't find that in the Bible elsewhere. So, God is God is placing a high priority on children obeying your parents. Proverbs six twenty. Keep your your father's commandments and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Okay? So a lot of times, having been a child a long time ago, I can tell you it's important, children, to listen and obey your parents. And the reason is, if they are following in Christ's leadership of the home, they are going to do an excellent job. You may not understand at that time, but that's not. You're not asked to understand. You're asked to obey. You're asked to follow their leading. You leave a, you leave their leading up to God. Okay, that's the relationship they should have with God. How should I lead and teach my children? How should I discipline them? How should I raise them? If they're following God as they should, as godly parents or a a single parent, then you leave that up to them and you do as you're instructed biblically. Sometimes the children may believe that they know better. Do you think that's true? Have you seen the example? Hey, do you want a package of Oreos or $10,000? Got to go with the Oreos, right? Because they don't know. They don't know tempting but no you as a parent say no you train them differently you teach them differently you teach them the ways of the Lord you teach them what matters in life you teach them integrity because you will give an accounting for those things it's not to be fearful it's to encourage you you will give an accounting and God will say I really love what you did with the gift I gave you of children so something to think about so parents Knowing what I just said, what kind of responsibility does that replace on you? What's your responsibility to your child? Your family and your marriage should be of utmost priority. More than the job, more than social events, more than video games, more than anything that takes you away from your family. I understand work. We need to work. We're instructed to work. But anything that interferes with that relationship, you should take a hard look at. You should consider, really, is this helping my family? Is this helping my children or is it not? But the absolute best thing you can do for your kids, the best thing is to set a godly example of how you love and respect each other. There is no better gift that any parent can give a child than unconditional love, just like Christ does for us. You messed up. Okay. There's forgiveness. God comes along beside and says, yeah, let's not do that again, okay? And we as parents, we come alongside. and We say, hey, you know, you messed up. Let's not do that again. And you teach them. But most of all, you show love and compassion to one another. So, the verse that I have for that, Ephesians 4-2, love one another earnestly for love covers a multitude of sins. Not, I mean, just, I'll just leave it at that, okay? Anger, discouragement, bitterness, resentment, envy, sins. There's no respectable sin, there's no one worse than the other. Love covers a multitude of sins between you and your spouse and you and your children just as God's love for us covers our skin sins and makes us whole so wives uh, boy I'm short on experience here I have one but I'm not one so wives love your husbands right out of scripture you say well that's not you don't know my husband right Love, love your husband. Okay. We need to focus. And I, I, again, I use scripture. Um, it's important, wives, that you view yourself as a treasure. And perhaps you're not married or maybe you've been married and now you're not for whatever reason. You are still a treasure. You are a treasure to some man waiting. You are a treasure to be given to someone and some man, and will be appreciated for that. So, a a, a man's greatest treasure is his wife. She is a gift from the Lord. Proverbs 18.20 So, wives, knowing that you are a gift from God to your husband, conduct yourself in a way that ensures that your husband never wants to return his gift to God, okay? You don't want that but you want to grow your relationship with him again we say i don't know i'd be a good wife i don't know where how i i didn't have a good example as a mother i look around i don't i see some but i'm not that person i don't have those things take a look again biblically proverbs 31 10 31 and it's i'm not going to read the whole um uh verses to you But it's instructive how to conduct yourself as a woman and as a wife. And again, if you're not married or have been married, it's still good instruction. Because you're not a wife doesn't mean those things don't apply to you. So I would just suggest that take a look at those verses and you will see the qualities and the strengths and the things that God has planted inside of you that are waiting to be discovered if they have not been already. See, because you may look at something, a failed relationship, or maybe you're still single at this point in time and you wish you weren't. But there's nothing wrong with you. See, God God approved you a long time ago. And following in his way and ignoring what the world says you need to be like, look like, act like, And focusing on what God says as a godly woman is the way to go you can't go wrong with that no matter your circumstance now no matter what circumstances is behind are behind you that is so instructive and men there's a there's a a very similar set of verses for you I'll get to that in just a minute but as a wife let me suggest to you if you're married maybe not consider the faults of your husband and wish he would change. I can't think of a more boring relationship than two people who are exactly alike. My wife and I, I think she's watching right now. Love you, hun. My wife and I are different. Amen. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, Joe knows. Todd knows. <laughs> so we are different she's Italian, I'm from Texas. That may not mean much to you, and I can't think of a great example, but let's just take my word for it. Different cultures, different families, but we share one thing in common, and that is our love for Christ. We share love and respect for each other. And that is where we started building our relationship. God is our foundation, quality material. Her pursuing the godliness of a woman according to the Word of God and me as well living up to, as as best I can, God's expectation of how a man should lead a family. So, consider yourself gifted. There's the word again, gift. You are gifted To strengthen your husband. You are gifted to fill in those rough edges. I didn't always look this good. Then I got married. Stop it. Then then I got married, okay? So um, don't don't nudge your spouse now. That's not a good a good time. Um, But my wife, she fills in the rough spots. She says lovingly, "Hey, by the way, you know, you might want to consider not saying this, not doing this, not acting like this. If I get offended, I lose what God is trying to tell me through my wife." Yeah. And I can be offended, and I will lose out because I'll still have those rough rough edges. I'll still miss the opportunity to speak in wisdom into someone's life that I might overlook. And God has put me there to talk to them. But if I won't listen to my wife, and she's saying, you're doing it wrong. If I say, well, what do you know? I'm rejecting her, and I may very well be rejecting the Holy Spirit trying to speak to me through her. So I lose the ministry, the person I'm trying to minister to, they lose. Because I'll lose the blessing, because God will get to that person with or without me. He will. I'll lose. I lose the blessing because I can't get along with my wife. Or I'm offended. Don't do that. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Don't do that. As, if that's an issue, go to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. Say, you know, my wife is a gift from God and I know she wants the best for me. I need to receive what she is saying no matter how difficult it may be at the time and you do that and God will bless you and strengthen your marriage and your family because again your kids others they're always watching they're always watching you say one thing you do another gets what gets what people believe you are what you do not what you say it's the truth it's the truth so let me just suggest again wives Or, single ladies, you're uniquely gifted to bring something to someone's life that no one else can. And God will see that happen when you start placing yourself and aligning yourself with Scripture and waiting and praying and continuing in your marriage and strengthening. So, men... You're up. (laughs) All right. Okay, we've got one, I heard. You're up. Okay, so if I didn't make myself clear in the past two examples, men, you are responsible for your family. First, first and foremost, responsible for your family. Beyond yourself, responsible for your family. You're not more important than your wife, but it is your responsibility first to lead your family. Failure, failure to do that, uh, God has some scripture that's just not, uh, I'm gonna get to that in just a second, (laughs) but I'll just, I'll just start with this, okay? So he who finds a wife, a man who finds a wife, finds a good thing. Gift, remember? Gift, treasure, good things. Sometimes it doesn't seem that way, but I promise you this says so in scripture. You believe God's word? Absolutely. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and get this, it's too finds favor with the Lord. Find a good wife, find favor with the Lord. You want to find favor with the Lord? Lord, find favor with a good or find a good wife. I want favor with the Lord. God has blessed me with an extraordinary wife and two beautiful kids and a son-in-law and now a grandson and just an abundance of blessing. And I believe it started out of desiring what God says about what a marriage should look like. And from that it has grown. Has it been perfect? Absolutely not. you find perfect? I want to meet that person because they don't exist you won't convince me. I don't care how they, how good they look. Your Facebook, who's gonna put something bad on Facebook, right? You ever ready think, well, oh, my husband treats me bad. No. It's, hey, everything's great. He, you know, I'm like a queen and all. My wife treats me great. You fight like crazy on the way to church. You get here, hey, everything's good. <laughs> no. It, it happens, but as long as you keep on the same level, you have found a good thing in a wife. And the Lord will give you favor. So, I'm just going to give you a couple of highlights on what, as a man, some of the responsibilities biblically we are in charge of, if you will. A wife, a family, and maybe you don't have a wife or a family yet, but you came from one. You may have brothers or sisters, moms and dads, aunts and uncles. You can set you can show them what it's like to be a godly man even before you have a family to strengthen so with that besides loving the lord putting him first first thing is love your wife if you have a wife love her she's a treasure she's a gift she's not your enemy enemies out there <laughs> we don't fight against you know each other and even in our church community, sometimes Satan gets in. He wants to divide this family. Don't buy into that. Don't don't agree with that. Stay focused on God. Stay focused on the work going on here, the blessing that He has given all of us, and the community that we get to live in. Let your focus be there. But love your love your wife. Look at First Peter three seven. It gives us some insight there. Just like it did about wives, submit to your husbands. Same thing here. Husbands, love your wives. Love your wives. Do you know how to love someone? I hope so. If you don't, you've missed out. If you say you've never been loved, I don't care. I mean, I'll just tell you, I, I don't care. And God doesn't care. That's not what His Word says. It says, Husbands, love your wives. Period. So, that is Ephesians 5.25. Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Okay, I don't think it's too much of a stress. There are many men that are married who say, well, I would die for my wife. I totally believe you. I do. Or family. Or children. Will you wash dishes? Will you treat her kindly? Will you bring her flowers? Will you totally die to yourself to serve your family? And I'm suggesting to you that that's what the scripture requires. Just as Christ loved the church, you should love your wife and your family. He gave up his life for you, for your love, for love. I'm so unlovable. And God loves me unconditionally. And frankly, my wife loves me unconditionally. I, I just have to tell you, she does. My family loves me unconditionally. And I, and I love them. Because it's biblical and because it strengthens our marriage. Cause I got enough things attacking me and my family. I don't need it coming from inside. So next thing. Oh, let me just follow up with the love. Keep yourself pure. Men, keep yourself pure. Sexually, emotionally, Integrally, honesty, keep yourself pure because, again, you're setting an example. God is requiring that of us. That is how you love someone. That is how you love them. You keep yourself pure so that you can put yourself and invest yourself into their lives so that you can set yourself aside what I want for what they need. Because I'm going to meet their need. And when I do that, I get what I want. I get God throwing, th- sowing things into my life that I otherwise wouldn't have. So, the next thing, nurture. It's nurture. Kind of like mature, but nurture. Like a mother does sometimes with their children. Nurture. Your wife. Your children. Educate them. Teach them by example. Set them aside. This is what God's word says. This is what I expect. And this will make our family stronger. Again, you don't have to understand, but I'm going to do my part and I'm going to nurture my wife and my children. I'm going to teach them. And I'm beyond that. I'm not just going to teach them what I know, which is not that much. I'm going to teach them what God says about a family. And what God says about them and that they are good enough, no matter what the world says, that they can live a life successful and joyous in Christ because they know their identity and they know who they are, not who the world says, but not even who I say, who God says. But as their father, I want to encourage my children. As a husband, I want to encourage my wife. Next, provide. I know this is tough because a lot of people are like, "Well, you know, I don't make that much money, or I, I just can't work." But I will tell you that, unless you're physically unable to provide, Scripture has some uh, direction. Let's just say, if any man, it's uh, Timothy five eight. But if any man does not provide for his relatives, especially for members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I want to clarify something in that scripture. And that is focus on what you're called to provide. Sometimes you go provide. I don't have that much money. I do what I can. You can provide love, integrity, godly examples, leadership, faith, demonstration of what it's like to be a godly man. That costs you nothing. No finance. Nothing. You can provide those things. And I think when you do those things and start there, you are meeting the command of the Scripture. So provide for your family. So if that's too harsh... Try to soften it just a little. If that's too harsh, consider something else more encouraging. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. A good man. I want to be a good man. But don't get sidetracked again. I don't have that much money. I don't have anything to pass on. I lost things in a business deal. I had something go wrong. I went bankrupt. That's not necessarily what it's talking about you can pass on your inheritance of those same things I just mentioned. Your inheritance to your children will be how you live your life. Did I, did, I, did I leave a legacy? Not necessarily financial, or maybe, maybe both, but at a minimum, it can be more than any finance you could ever give them. Your family wants your leadership, your time, your love, your attention, education. They want to be taught. And that is something that your great, your grandchildren will inherit. That is. And again, it costs you nothing. How do you want to be remembered? You think you give a million pesos to your grandkids but you treat them like dirt you treat them you live immorally you treat your wife poorly do you think they care how much money you gave them that is not what they will remember they will remember how you lived your life man so you can find out what to do by going to the word Because you'll be held responsible for what did you pass on. And it's not just money. It is how you treated others, starting with your family. So, next thing is just a couple more. Thanks for your attention. Men, you need to protect your family. You need to protect them. Physically, maybe sometimes... But emotionally, morally, from, a, from, a, from, a, from outsiders coming in. We have doors on, and, and windows on this building, on the event center. They have locks on them because that's how you keep out what you don't want in. Your house is the same. Your marriage and family is the same. As men, you're responsible for protecting your family. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. Anyone's attention there? Spiritually. You set the tone. You get the privilege of setting the tone in your household as how your family is going to operate and view God. And the United States, um, a lot of times they have uh, summer camp. So they have summer camp for uh, basketball and soccer and baseball and all. They also have summer camp for church. A lot of families will favor sporting events over investing in their lives for their kids. Because, oh, you know what? Johnny, he's an exception. He's going to do well. He's going to be in the NBA. He's going to be a Major League Baseball star. I'm going to send him to this camp instead of that. Let me give you a translation. I'm going to do and invest in my child what's temporal versus what's eternal. And I will just tell you, you're fooling yourself. (laughs) If you look at the numbers on how many kids there are, In high school, playing football, for example. In college, playing football, for example. Versus how few spots there are in the NFL. I'm just telling you, do the math, okay? Don't be fooled. And I truly believe, maybe not eventually, but if you say no to the temporal and yes to the eternal, your child will thank you for it. God will thank you for it. Your wife will thank you for it. You will grow a strong family. But again, see, this is not, this is not casual stuff. This is not, it has to be intentional. Casual stuff is, oh, you know, I think he's gonna make it. He'll be okay. She'll be okay. My child doesn't need that much attention. My wife doesn't need that much attention. I don't I, I don't think enough of myself that I have anything to offer them or anyone else. That's casual thinking. That's not how God views you. not how God views you. He put you right where you are right now for what you are going to do. Equip yourselves as a man if you're leading a family or if you have a desire to strengthen your marriage. Next is not... Is pray for your for, pray for your family. Get up early, take time by yourself. Pray for your family. Mention them by name. God, what's your will for my child's life? What's your will for my family? What What is your will? Lead and lead, show me what to speak into them, and allow the Holy Spirit to work through you to lead your family. As you pray for them, that's how God leads you. And he will continue to, you, you make it intentional. You focus on him through a time in prayer. It's not, it's, people go, oh, I don't have time to pray. Really? I'll just tell you, you don't have time not to pray. You, you don't. It's, and, and prayer is not an amount, okay? It's not an amount. It's a conversation with God Almighty who created you, who holds everything in his hands, and we get the privilege of doing that. And men, if you are just Too busy. I don't think it's going to work out for you. It may in the temporal, but you will lose so much. You will lose so much blessing that the Lord wants to pour out on you, upon your children, upon your wife, upon your family. And when that happens, people will come to you and say, what do you know that I don't know? And that is a great question. Because then you can tell them. Then when they see the difference and they come to you, you can say, let me tell you about my savior. Let me tell you about how I was instructed. Maybe I messed things up before, but look, I got, I got, I got right. I got straightened out. I'm still not perfect, but I got straightened out. Last thing is integrity. And I touched on this just a little bit before about love. Integrity, perhaps the most critical aspect in your relationship And the key to strengthening your family is integrity. Be a man of your word to your wife, to your children, to everyone, to everyone out there, to everyone in here. You say, well, you know, I I kind of am. I don't even know what that means. I mean, okay, you're trying. I I get it. Don't stop trying. You know, and if you've messed up in the past, okay, it's in the past. Start today. Today. My friend Joe, he told me a long time ago, hey, you know what? There's never a better time to deliver bad news to your wife, to your children, or to anyone else than when you find out about it. Because if you wait, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. I'm just telling you, whatever you thought you thought you had a problem before, <laughs> you've got that still. And now, hey, what, when did you know about this? Well, you know... Well, you told me the opposite and you did this. Yeah, I, I didn't want to hurt you. I'm trying to keep peace. Anybody hear that? I, turn to, I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. Ruffle them, okay? Just, just, just whatever it takes. Stand up. Be a man of integrity to your family, to your kids, to others. Because again, Eventually, the truth will be discovered. And then you lost your credibility. I think Pastor mentioned that bef- that I, I, um, I worked as a lawyer for a long time. And I would go in the courtroom. I would have a witness. and They would say, what do you want me to say? Tell the truth. That's all I want you to do. Tell the truth. Well, this sounds bad. Tell the truth. I don't care. I can deal with it. Let me deal with it. And that's what God says to us. Tell the truth. You think God doesn't know you messed up? Of course He knows. Just start there. Because there's grace and forgiveness in God and believe me, with your family. They love you. If you are doing what the Bible tells you as a man to do. So, men, I told you there was a little blurb about what to do, how to be a man, just like in... Uh, Psalms, or Proverbs 31 for women. Um, Psalms 1, a significant Psalms 1, verse 1, talks about being a man. 1 through 6. You don't need to know anything else, and I promise you, you follow what's in those verses, <laughs> you will live up and exceed any woman's expectations and you will grow closer to God than you ever thought possible and he will not let you down he will not misinstruct you it's not by chance i think that those are the very first scriptures in a book that is so instructional as far as how to live your life it talks about david and the things that he went through how the lord encouraged him the lord is my shepherd up and down peaks and valleys but yet what thing you see constant the lord Constant, the Lord. When you, when you order your life and live it in a way that's at the beginning of this book, you will see those same things. Up and down, the Lord. Constant. You will become that person for your family. When you start demonstrating the things that it says for a man to do, you will be stepping into the role of leadership that God has designed from the beginning for you to be. And that is what I have for you this morning. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Jim. Malaman. Ang tumatak sa akin, sabi niya, ang beginning, it starts with desire. Desire to see what God wants for our family. I hope a desire has been burst in your heart today. Sana na nakakaroon ka ng passion that I want the kind of family God plans for me. Never mind kung anong nang nakaraan mo, wala ka dun. You know, the good thing is God is and always will be a redeemer. He's, he can restore even the worst situations. It, it might not have worked out. Maybe you had a marriage and it, it, it had hurts. You had a family, you grew up in a, a broken home, maybe, or there's been stress and pressures in your home, but God can still take, take whatever mess you're in and turn it into a message. He is building layers of new material, renovation of your family. And I believe that indica dito na accident lang. If you're here today, you're listening to this message, may plano ang joseo. May may katawagan ang josay. He wants you. You know, these guys here, all three of these men are faithful to their wives. They're they're christian men active in their church men of the word men of prayer loving their wives loving their families hindi ito yung christianity hindi ito para sa mga hindi ito para sa mga bata it's for strong men it takes a strong man maraming nabanggit dito about men and raise your hand if you're a man can you raise your hand if you're a man Alright, so this message is really sa atin. Maraming dito sa If you're a woman, then this is the kind of man that you need to, like, you know, you're, you're going to help. If you're a wife, you're going to help your husband become this man. Don't fight against him and resist him. Help him. Help him. Encourage him. Point him. Say, this is how I see you. You're becoming a man of God. You're becoming the the man that will lead our home to Jesus. Mo sa asawa mo na, I need you to lead me to Jesus. Our family needs you, the children need you. And sinasabi niya, sabinya pinaka gift na bibigay mo sa family mo a man or woman, a pinaka gift my baby to my family mo is that you put God first and you love him and everything else will follow. And dami mga mga starts with letter p the passion the um, we're going to protect our family from the intruders yung mga toxics na alam every day we, we spend all this money on internet or TV to bring in the garbage to our homes and daming investment on spiritual garbage but we need to protect the house protect the family from garbage, spiritual toxins. Lagyan ng boundaries, lagyan ng mga, mga bako to, not to trap and enslave your family but to keep the garbage out. Protection and then provision. We're going to provide sabi niya. There are things you can provide that are free. Financially walang cost. Your integrity, your legacy, the values, the passion that you have for the Lord. Uh, alam mo, this is not just make up. I'm telling you. Ako isang beneficiary ng man ako tagapagmana ng aking lolo, dalawang lolo that were faithful to my grandmothers. And then my parents grew up in a stable family. And ako naman ang parang beneficiary. Ang laki ng wala akong bahay o o mga jewelry or kung ano yun ang nagpa, hindi ako mana, na napamana sa mga ganyan but I received the inheritance of a Christian family and I'm telling you it is valuable much more valuable than bahay or pera so there are things that you can invest in invest in the marriage invest in your purity when you man when you choose not to have an affair when you choose not to bring pornography in when you choose not to lie and cheat and compromise those are investments for your family's future greater value than anything else you could buy for them be a promise keeper pray for the family prayer is actually building a wall building a protection um, you know there, there's so many things that I wrote down as notes. I hope you have notes then. Kung hindi ka nagsulat, sayang wag ganyan. Wag kang pumunta sa You got one of these, no? Sayang wag. Alam mo to wing papunta tayo dito every Sunday. Don't waste the chance. Wag sayang pakakato pagkakataon na mag-take home. Parang nakapunta ka sa buffet. Diba minsan sa buffet walang take out. Pero ditong buffet ng Champions Community, we encourage you, mag-take out. Magbaon ka, dalakan ka ng iyong uh, support, Na and take as much as you can. <laughs> Amen, yeah. Sulitin natin. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray together. Let's pray together right now, everybody. Salamat oh uh, Dios sa mabuting balita na dahil kay Jesus ang kanyang sacrifice kami po ay may pag-asa kahit anong situation anong condition ng pinagalingan ng mga families namin but we have may pag-asa that there is hope for things to be better things to be stronger we can strengthen our spiritual life we can strengthen the families and marriage we can strengthen the future marriage kung sinong wala pang asawa. But we can pray for that and have a clear vision. Hindi po kami mamumuhay ng walang plano. Merong plano. Merong direction. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us the revelation today of what you desire for our families. Now, ay po, Lord, lahat ng nakakarinig ng aking tinig ngayon ay sumasabay sa prayer na ito. Na Lord Jesus, kayo po ang siya nagmahal sa akin at tinatanggap na kita sa aking buhay, sa aking pamilya. Panginoon, kayo ang maghari at mag-lead at mag-manage ng aking buhay. Isinosurrender ko na ang aking personal na desire in temporary pursuits. Lord, ang gusto ko is yung permanent. Ang eternal value. Hindi yung cheap na pang temporary lang. Lord, I need your grace. I need your, come on, say it. I need your grace. Say, Lord, I need your help. Guide me. Give me wisdom. Help and heal my family life kayo po Panginoon na siyang heal, bring healing where there have been hurts, wounds, broken hearts. Heal those today and restore us, Lord. Let us stand and move on a solid foundation of Jesus Christ. Salamat sa iyong kamatayan, libingan, and resurrection that broke us out of the bondage of slavery and gave us hope for salvation, for restoration, and for a life of fruitful family. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen.